it, but we thank God for him. Glad it's a part of the fivefold ministry. I want him just coming, whatever God's put in his heart tonight. Preach to us, instruct us. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit again tonight. God bless him. Praise God. Oh, somebody praise him. Come on, don't stop now. Something is about to ignite. There's a holy eruption. The mountain is beginning to rumble. I looked at Brother Troy. I said, I believe Brother Moore has the message tonight. He plugged into something. It, it hasn't left. It's here. Now you're wanting to settle in. But God said, I don't think so. I mean, he's going to step up to the plate. He said to obey the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, everybody say Jesus said. They that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship. He used the word must. The word must is an imperative. So it's a mandate. It's not a suggestion. It's not optional. If you're going to venture and step in to a season of worship, then automatically there is a mandate placed upon you. It's a must. And I feel the weight, the heaviness of that mandate tonight. Because just beyond your praise, your worship, is the blessing. The touch, the healing, the miracle. Amen? All of those are buzzwords in Pentecost. But it's still true. You said something that struck a chord with me. It's time to let God be God. But I don't feel like going any further. There's a mandate that's been placed upon all of us to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Look at somebody and tell them it's a mandate. You can be seated if you want to. Take the load off. But don't rest. Every now and then God does this to me. Because I have prepared all day to preach a message. Boy, it was a good one. Somebody said, come on, tell God has a way of wetting our appetite. I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's going to experience a personal breakthrough because you recognize that it has nothing to do with feeling, emotion. It has nothing to do with your geography. It has nothing to do with where you are in life right now. But it has everything to do with His worthiness. And that praise, you've heard it, it's simplistic. Elementary, and yet it's profound and powerful. Praise and worship is a tremendous weapon. Jehoshaphat gathered everyone together, not just the senior citizens, the middle-aged, but all the little ones. 
He said, this is going to be a family affair. This is going to be one and all. It's going to be 100% cooperation because we're outmanned. We're outgunned. The odds are stacked against us. We're in over our head. The enemy is poised and primed to attack, to destroy, to decimate, to kill, to render God's people powerless. But he had something in his arsenal called praise. And you know the story. He got all the singers together. The musicians. All the leaders. Thank God for preachers that know how to praise. Not just preach. Thank God for singers that know how to praise. And not just sing. Thank God for musicians that know how not to just play but praise. I'm telling you it sends a message to hell's dark domain. That when leadership gets involved in this. And their attitude is don't just do what I say but do what I do. I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to be first partakers. If I'm going to encourage somebody to praise God and remind us that we're living with a mandate, it's a necessity, it's a responsibility, it's a duty, I'm not just going to put that off on others to practice it. I'm going to step into the arena. I'm going to get everything in order in my spirit and I'm going to say you know what God I still believe the joy of the Lord is my strength and I will bless the Lord oh my soul I may be under attack I may not feel well in body preacher this and that and the other and all of our excuses but I've come to tell you because somebody is going to practice what has been preached and that is praise the Lord See, some of you don't believe that. If you believed it, you would be a praiser. You wouldn't pick and choose. You would have selective emotions to come into play that just when you're on a spiritual high or on the mountain or you got a pay raise or you got a good doctor's report, the kids are acting civil. Man, I kind of feel a little something moving. No, I'm talking about when you come to church and you're under the gun and your head is between your legs and you're wondering how I'm going to make it and one more bad phone call is going to be my undoing. I can't take another bad doctor's report. I can't take another child going crazy. I got news for you when you come into his presence and you say, God, it's got nothing to do with my disappointment. It has nothing to do with my disgust. The only thing that matters you sustain me then you will sustain me in my pilgrimage now oh I feel like somebody needs to say it had it not been for the Lord who was on my side I would have succumbed to that storm I would have perished in my situation of despondency I'm living with a necessity. It's a mandate. It's a burden that's placed upon me. I don't have the luxury to pick and choose when I give God some time. Let everything that hath breath. You know why we're to praise God? He said, I'm the one that give you breath. Now give some of it back to me. He breathed. 
into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. Before that, he was just a cold corpse, just a dead body laying there. But when God breathed, life came into that body. No wonder he said, let everything that hath breath Every living organism. I'm telling you, you've got blood in your veins and breath in your... You ought to give it back to God. Every time you get an opportunity, God, you have given me this. Freely I have received. I didn't do anything to merit this. I didn't do anything to qualify. I'm nothing special, but you have breathed into my life, natural life, but more importantly, spiritual life. And how can I remain silent? To those of you that need a sermon title, here it is. Silence is not an option. I said it is not on the table for negotiation. We're not going to sit down and discuss it and talk about it and say, is there some other way? No, silence has never been, nor will ever be an option in the rank and file of the apostolic church. I wish somebody would make some noise. I wish somebody would shout with a voice of triumph. I wish somebody would go ahead and prophesy their miracle, prophesy their deliverance. I may be called a lot of things, but I don't want to be called a stick in the mud, a dead, melancholy, dry, silent, so-called preacher. Some people don't like noise. You read your Bible. There's something about noise. It speaks to those around them that God has just showed up. And something beyond the norm, the usual, the status quo has just occurred. Suddenly, seven to ten days, that upper room had functioned as a launching pad. Say what you will about that first upper room group, about 120. They were faithful. They were consistent. They were steadfast. They were committed. They didn't know how long they would have to tarry or have to wait. But they're in constant perpetual prayer and supplication. Because as they pray, they're living with a promissory word from another world. Something better is coming. And it doesn't matter how long we have to pray. It doesn't matter how long we have to praise. It doesn't matter how long we have to be in supplication and intercessory prayer. The only thing that matters while we are praying and while we are praising, we're right in the middle of God's perfect will. And God is being blessed and all the while we are being strengthened. Suddenly, there was an interruption. I'm not trying to make something happen. I, I, I don't have a magic wand. I can't just speak it and it happened. 
But I'm telling you right now, I know what I'm feeling. There's a trembling. There, 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 there's a rumbling in the spirit that somebody, it may not be a collective body, but somebody is about to experience a personal breakthrough. Epic proportion. There is a divine interruption coming to a series of events that has brought you to a place of desolation and desperation. But I'm here to tell you, God, if I've ever been in the, if I've ever prophesied the truth, if I've ever told somebody God's about to step into that situation and he's about to look behind himself and call off the adversary and say that's as far as you go leave the boy alone leave her alone leave my children alone from this day going forward I'm going to lead them beside still waters I'm going to comfort them I'm going to lead them to a place of victory and divine fulfillment Brother Bruce, changes are coming for the better. In spite of evil diabolical interference, I'm here to tell you what God has blessed. Nobody can call it a curse. And what God has cleansed, don't call it unclean. Anybody believe there's an interruption coming? It's been going in one direction, but God is about to get a hold of it and turn it. I feel a turning. The hand of God has got a hold of that impossibility that we all personally have a few of. And God said, let me put my hand upon it and I'll turn it. And what the devil meant for evil, I'll turn it and make it work for your good. And you'll have the last laugh. There will be cause to celebrate it. But first things first, silence is not an option. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord do so. You know it. It's simple. There's only one qualification for praise. I've already talked about it. Every person in this building qualifies. But I've got issues. You qualify. I'm not perfect. Take a number. Get in line. I said something today. I watched something today. I read something today. I, I thought something today. I did something today. You still qualify. Because it's going to be your praise that opens heaven. You don't believe that? He inhabits. Yeah, praises of his people, but I'm not sure I'm really a child of God. I've heard people say God doesn't answer a sinner's prayer. How did we get saved? Because we come to him low down, dirty, polluted. Perverted, contaminated, filthy, undone, disqualified. But we started making some noise. We opened our mouth. We didn't just meditate in our heart. We opened these two lips and we begin to put them together and we, we formulated words and sentences and we started praying. And the next thing you know, he begins to forgive us because he hears our prayers. 
and he will hear your prayer tonight and he will respond to your praise. I don't know what you've done, where you've been, but I'm here to tell you he still inhabits praises. If you're having a hard time finding God, praise him. He'll find you. Because he shows up. Silence is not an option if you're interested in victory and going to the next level and becoming used of God. I started to say this in private, but as we were praying, and, 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 and I didn't get a word for everybody that was up here, but I got a word for a few folks as the Lord put it, and we were praying for you. And I think I ministered to you back in January, if I remember right. I don't remember what I ministered to you. But, but as we were praying, the Lord said, I am putting upon him an apostle's mantle right here in George County. Bendale. I'm not that smart. Ha, 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 ha. He said, remind him that he has power. He has authority. And he's going to create a nightmare in the enemy's domain because there is an authority. There is an apostle's mantle and anointing. I'm telling you, God's raising up some mighty men and women in this church that's about to take this thing to a level that it's never seen before. Ah, I'm going to preach a little bit longer, but lay hands on somebody right now and pray, God, use my brother, use my sister, use my husband, use my wife. God's building an army in George County. God's building an army in this church. I'm here to tell you this thing's about to bust out of the walls. I'm here to tell you it's about to blow the roof off. What God is about to do is unlike anything that you could ever ponder or imagine happening in your area. But why not here? Of course right here. Let everything that hath breath. He give you the breath. What are you going to give back to God? Every time you praise Him, you're using what God gave you. We use it for other reasons. They give me that look one more time. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Hello. I'm just about ready to blow my top on the job. Somebody cuts us off or they cut in front of us at Walmart or Dollar General. We use this breath, don't we? The Lord said, oh, what I stand ready to do for my people. When they understand that they don't need to sink deeper and deeper in their situation. Silence is not an option. There is a victory that is about to burst forth when somebody begins to praise him. Amen? I'm telling you, it's not an option. And they all begin to pray. They begin to sing. They begin to worship. And something happened. And it still happens. Well, I don't feel anything. 
But God, have mercy on you if you don't. I feel something. It's not all about feeling. The average person takes 20 respirations a minute. I said the average. That's, six, that's 20 breaths. That's 60 in an hour. 1,200 breaths an hour. 24 hours in a day. 24 times 1,200. That's 28,800 breaths a day. That's a lot of wind. You're just in a windbag. Thank God. A windbag for Jesus. I'm going to use my wind, my air, my health, my strength. Man, I like to come off this platform when he said he'd do willies in that wheelchair. And I looked at some of you in your eyes. You don't think he was teasing, do you? You don't think he just kind of caught up in the moment? I don't think he's prophesying that, the wheelchair. But I believe he would. Hello? Well, if I could just feel a little bit of what he's feeling and, and Brother Sam, maybe some of the other, I might do something. Did you know if you ever get in the book and begin to study, it has nothing to do with emotions? I long for the day that people just say, you know what, somebody just move out of the way, give me some room, Bubba. I don't feel anything, nothing out of the ordinary, but I'm just going to cut a rug for Jesus because he brought me out of the miry clay. He, I was lost, but now I, I was blind, but now I see. I was bound, by, but now I'm free. I, I, free of condemnation. Anybody in this house uh, used to have condemnation, but now you're free of condemnation? Well, then silence is not an option. You ought to give him praise because there's therefore now no condemnation. You're not living with guilt. You're not living in fear. You're not living in anxiety. 28,800 breaths a day. No wonder he said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. That's why he said, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. When you see me, I'm going to be praising the Lord. Don't have a praise. Man, that guy's weird. He's just always on the mountain. No, there's just some people that are committed that their praise never varies. It never suffers. You never know if they're up or down because they, they're just steady with it. They're consistent with it. You come in here. Anybody ever come in here had to fake it? Had to fake that smile? Had to fake that handshake? Because you're going to pieces and you're just out of it. And you're worried out of your mind. And you're stressed. Pressed out of it. But you come in here and put on a brave face. I'm telling you, that's the time to praise Him. Not when it's easy. Not when it's convenient. Somebody ought to praise him not because of feeling. I'm talking about a force praise. That's where the victory is. That's where the deliverance is. It's not when you feel it, but when you have to force it. Is there anybody that wants to step up to the plate and say, you know what, I'm going to force my praise right now. Some of you may feel it, that's all right. But if you don't... According to Jesus and the mandate, we're to praise him if we feel it and we're to praise him if we have to force it. But at the end of the praise, the result is the same or maybe even greater to those that force it when it's not easy and conducive and convenient. Amen? 
The only time we're excused from praise is when we're not breathing. The dead praise not the Lord. He's the God of the living. He's not God of the dead. Really, basically, if you want to just boil this down to what I'm preaching, praise is a matter of life and breath. But it's also a matter of life and death if you want to live, if you want to survive, if you want to thrive, if you want to be used of God, you have to be a praiser. And when they started praising God, something happened in the rank and file of the enemy. The enemy's camp was disrupted. There was a confusion. It was a spirit of confusion began to move in and among Judah's enemies. Uh, I'm not off in left field. I know what I'm talking about. It's in the book. I'm telling you right now, there's a spirit of confusion that is beginning to move into the areas and the camp of your resistance and your antagonists and, and, and your enemies. I'm here to tell you, doubt is an enemy. Fear is an enemy. But your praise will, your praise will dismantle the powers of doubt and fear. When you start praising God, suddenly you can't explain it. I can't explain it. Suddenly there's a new perspective. There's a whole new disposition. There's a whole new feeling. Suddenly there's hope. There's life. There's energy. What happens? God shows up and begins to pour in the wine and the oil and the strength and the resolve. And as you bless him, he said, I will bless you. And I'll take care of your adversary. Praise sends shockwaves throughout the enemy's camp. This service, it was trending in this direction, and I, I thought, I'm not going to change horses in the middle of the stream. I'm just going to go with this because it's what I feel. It's never 100%. It wouldn't matter what I preached or what you... Has it ever been 100% around here? Oh, no. You ever been preaching up here and look out, and it's 100%. You stopped a few times tonight when you were walking up here and preaching a little bit. And you'd pause and you'd look out there and you'd oh, better not look there anymore. And, and, hello? It's ne it doesn't have to be a hundred. I'm not making fun of anybody. This is great people. But I'm just telling you, we always say it'll never. Why cannot it be? A, if we're going to be apostolic, it's 100%. It filled all the house where they were sitting and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they all began to speak with other tongues. 120, it filled every one of them. They all responded. They all were filled. They all were empowered. I want to have a book of Acts church service one of these days when everybody gets drunk. Everybody gets touched. Everybody responds. Everybody understands. I don't come to church to be quiet because silence is not where my victory is. Oh, let's praise him. Woo! Those of you that wanted a deep message, come back another time, I guess. Hello. Preachers should never feel the need to apologize. And I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not apologizing now because I'm insulting God. Because he's the one that said, you talk about this. 
get up here and try to smooth it over and say, well, I know it's not a constructive sermon, blah, 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 blah. The Lord is grieved. I have probably grieved the Holy Spirit tonight by even mentioning it. But, but forgive me, Jesus. I'm not going to quench the Spirit. We preach that, don't we? Oh, but that's for the laity. It's for preachers, too. I've known preachers that had a message, and they get ready to preach, and somebody walks in, and they get up and said, well, I had this message, but the Lord changed my mind. No, you just want to pick on somebody. Hello? I don't play those games because those are foolish games. Those are damnable. Those are destructive. They're deadly. They're wrong. I am led by the Holy Ghost. I don't say that with arrogance, but I say that with conviction to tell somebody that if you will get your praise on, He wants to take off of you an old spirit of heaviness, which means despair. I'm just out of it, preacher. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't act the way the rest of these folks act. I want you to know there was a day they didn't act that way, but look at them now and if they can you can if they can change you can change if they can want this you can want this if they can wake up and respond so can you I'm here to tell you praise produces power and it will tear down every stronghold that tries to come against every service every song every sermon every preacher every saint of God Silence must not be an option. And that spirit of confusion. They were so confused, they thought they was fighting the people of God and they were killing one another. That's the power of praise. You know it. That's right. We must not. We cannot afford to let anything steal our praise. That's right. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. You want to know how to have a happy, healthy marriage? Praise your spouse. Hello? Now I done went to meddling. Mm. That's right. I've been around people through the years, and, and you'll hear a husband compliment everybody but their wife. Well... I said, boy, the gifts are working. Because I know who he's talking about. No, well, you may know I do not. So you don't ask for a refund, okay? I can just come in here. Even though I've been coming for years. and I, I, I walked in here Saturday night. And I walked in, looked around. And I said, well, it's good to be home. Away from home. It feels like home. It feels like family. That's right. I'm not going to ask you how you feel. I'm just telling you how I feel. Because I don't want to get my feelings hurt. But so I can just come in here and just wing it. Let the Holy Ghost. Because I don't know. Unless God shows me. And he hasn't showed me. And I don't want him to show me about marriages. But, but I'm just telling you. And, and, and if I, there was a pastor would get around. And I was a pastor at the time. And he would always compliment my wife. Now, that's not a good thing to do. Because I don't play those games. She don't play those games. And, we, and we'd get around. And every time he said, oh, Sister Sanford, you're looking good. I didn't need him to tell me that or her. 
She knew she was looking good because I tell her all the time, you're looking good. And I'm, je- I'm the jealous type. <laughs> that my woman. Her be mine, not thine. Hello. That five, four blonde, she belongs to me. Amen. And, 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 and my wife knows, and she, she said, he was a neighbor and pastor. Don't don't say nothing. Don't say anything. She said, I, I don't know why. He, I said, well, this thing's coming to a head. I can tell you right now. We can't, we can't keep doing this. And, and, and we had them over. Letting for punishment, I guess. Had them over for supper. Sat down within five minutes. Ooh, he's sitting by his wife. He said, ooh, Sister Sanford, you looking Oh, that dress is so pretty. You're looking good. I said, that's it. I said, brother, I said, do you know how that sounds? I said, every time we get around one another, you're always complimenting and bragging on my wife how she looks. And I said, I've never heard you one time compliment your wife. She's sitting there scared to say anything. I didn't mean nothing by it. I said, well, you probably did. But just in case you didn't, it sure sounds like you did. And I said, as of right now, no more. That little country heathenism was coming out. Hello. I know I got the Holy Ghost. Because I know without it, it wouldn't have been nice. Because this thing had been going on. And, uh, and it wasn't my wife. My wife's not a flirt. And say that truthfully. And I'm not either. But unless we flirt with one another. Y'all got time to hear about all that? <laughs> Tell it. No. Better move on. Keep it rated G for great. And, 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 and I said, brother, I said, I don't want you complimenting my wife anymore. I don't want you telling her how good she's looking and that dress she's got on looks good. I said, first of all, I said, you're out of line. You're out of order. It's not right. And I said, you're a preacher, a pastor. I didn't mean nothing about when we got red in the face. I thought, well, they're going to probably leave. But they stayed for supper. That's right. And, uh, well, I'm not going to tell all that story. been a long time ago about 30 about 32 years ago and, uh, but it put a, it put a, a wedge there a reef and, uh, but but it was okay and later on when I started van- he asked me to preach for him so that's all water on the bridge I'd never call his name and because uh, people make mistakes and they're not perfect but you wouldn't have a marriage if you didn't compliment one another and, and praise one another and, and, and love one another. Amen? And we, we give God lip service all day long, but action speaks louder than words. I believe I'm preaching to people that don't just give him lip service, but from the heart. Huh. He talked about a people that would draw nigh to him with his, their lips, and, but, but their hearts far. But, but, but him saying that leads me to believe that there is a people. 
<laughs> that, that draw nigh unto him, not just with their mouth, but with their affections, their heart, their emotions, their commitment. Lift your hands right now. And why don't you just love on him a little bit? <laughs> why don't you tell him, Lord, forgive me if I've ever gone silent. <laughs> if I've ever gone dark, if you will. If I've turned everything down, if I've shut down, and I just, just don't feel like I have a whole lot to praise you for because I'm going through a tough time. It's a, it's a rough stretch, and, and I don't know how much more I'm going to be able to take. But you know what, God? You're still God in the good times. You're God in the bad times. You're God in the highs. You're God in the lows. You're God in the mountains. You're God in the valleys. And I'm going to praise you because silence must never... an option. I refuse to become identified by silence. Whoa! Uh, come on, let's stand. I, I'm not going to preach as long as I did last night. See, the way you do things around here, it's, it's just as biblical. You know, some people's got this few songs Take up prayer requests, pray a few minutes, have a few songs and preaching, and then you pray. Man, this church is subject to pray anytime. Worship anytime. That's, that's the way it all, there's nothing wrong with order and organization and structure, but, but, but this church makes allowances. It, it, it gives room for the Holy Ghost to step in and say, come on over this way. There, pardon, there ain't no telling what happens when people line up to be prayed for? If we believe anything about this gospel and about truth and about prayer, honey, it ain't a waste of time. May get tired, may get weary, but it ain't a waste of time. It's positive, it's powerful, it's productive, and it's keeping folks moving, grooving, going, becoming. Now, some people can just seem to get by with less prayer. But I need as much. Not only me praying, but people praying for me. Uh, so why don't you just reach out? Why don't we gather in around the front right now? And I want you to move in close to somebody that's going to be your prayer and praise partner. Because we're going to pray just a second. And then right after that, we're going to start praising. And the Lord is going to finish some things He started at the beginning of this service. I think every time that I've been here and they have the prayer, you're all, and there's a love. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. It's your salvation, it's your strength, it's your joy. It will sustain you. And I'm talking to others too. Don't stop. And for some, maybe you need to start. And that's not a knock on you. I know you pray. You pray at home. But, the, but I'm just telling you, every time you lay a hand on somebody, and it may just be five seconds or five, but I'm here to tell you, you don't know what God is getting involved with in that prayer and what God is releasing and what God is doing. It is our 
salvation. It will sustain us. It will keep us. We don't know the diseases that was about to get on somebody, but prayer was made and it had to leave. An old spirit about to make root, take root in somebody's attitude and spirit and turn them. But all of a sudden prayer was made and, and oh, God took care of it. I'm telling you right now, prayer and praise will keep you alive in Jesus moving in the proper direction. There's power in this house because of prayer and praise. Don't ever grow silent. Uh, and suddenly there came a sound. Young man, I don't know when it's going to happen. I told you last night. It may be 30 seconds. It may be three hours. It may be three days, three weeks, three hours. I don't know, but I've, I see the Holy Ghost coming on you. I see you getting the Holy Ghost. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. God is going to fill you to overflow. He's got a plan for your life. Receive you the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. That's it. Come on. It's on you right now. In Jesus' name, loose him. It's time for those that don't have the Holy Ghost to get the Holy Ghost. And if you got it, keep it. Grow. Let God add to it. In Jesus' name. Ha, <laughs> ha, God is good. I like music. But we have in church right now without it. Because this church understands it's not just a crutch. It's, 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 an, it's needed. It's, it's necessary to a point. It's good. It has its place. But God can talk to you without it sometimes. He, he can touch you without a song. Without a keyboard amen okay prayer was made now let's praise him anybody got a praise I preached a message here one time about an offer God can't refuse it's called a sacrifice of praise that's an offering that's an offer he won't refuse Whatever's going on in your life, whether it's sickness, whether it's family problems, whether it's financial stress, whatever life issues, uh, I'm telling you, when you praise God in spite of that, He will not refuse it. He will receive it. It's an offer. It's an offering that He will gladly receive. Uh, and He will send back the strength, uh, the answer, the blessing, the direction. Woo! In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name.
This little bitty fellow right back here in the plaid shirt. Lift your hands. God's going to touch your body. I see something going on in you right now. I don't like what I'm seeing. But God knows. God said, I'm going to take care of it tonight. In Jesus' name, heal this body. This episode that's coming upon him in the near future will not. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Purify his blood. Open his arteries. No heart attack, no stroke. Hallelujah. No digestive problems. Stomach issues. Colon, no, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Somebody ought to praise him. Does anybody believe that when God reveals it, it's because he's ready to act on it? He's ready to nip it, to stop it, to eliminate it, to take care of it? In Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord, I feel the second touch coming. In Jesus' name, be made whole. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm weird sometimes. I'm almost through. My wife was going to make the trip with me, but our, my son's an evangelist. They've been gone the summer a lot, evangelizing, grandkids gone, so they're in. said, I'm going to just hang around, spend some time with them, fish with them. And she sent me a picture of them wading out into that big pond. When she sent me that picture Saturday evening, when I saw that immediately, the Lord spoke to me. He said, tell them not to get back in that water. There's something in there that they're going to step on. They're going to hurt themselves. 99.9% .9 of the time, I do that. But I said, I'm not going to do it. I thought to myself, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell them that. I just pray, Lord, you take care of it. Because sometimes wives, I don't know why think the husbands get bossy a little bit and my wife has told me before I don't see the stuff you see and she sees stuff she's a praying woman spiritual woman but she said I'm married to a strange fella at times because you seeing stuff and feeling stuff and and then I said well then why do you you you, you get up from praying sometime and 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 we get up from praying, and you say, what'd you feel? <laughs> she said, because I got faith in you. You feel stuff I don't feel. But she's felt stuff I didn't. But you know what? I didn't call. And Saturday night, the phone rings, and immediately I know something has happened. And she says, I'm headed to the emergency room. I said, what happened? She said, Easton got his line hung on something and said took my shoes off stepped out into the edge of the water and stepped on a treble hook 
just bared up into my foot. And I can't get it out. And it's pouring blood. We're headed to the emergency room. But they got the treble hook out and they had to give her a technical shot and some antibiotics. Oh, if people would. No, I don't blame her. I blame me. Because I didn't know. See, I could miss it. But God showed me that. I felt it and I didn't act on it. I just prayed. But sometimes, faith without works. I should have made the call. And you know what I told my wife? I said, you probably would have done it anyway. She said, you're probably right. At the moment, there was an emergency. Little Easton, five years old, he's wanting to fish and he's got his line hung. So Mimi had to take care of it. She said, but I'll, if I ever walk back into the water, I'll have me some boots on. I said, smart. Now, listen, folks. You've got the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost talk to you. Let the Holy Ghost. I'm not, we're not talking about crazy. Just way out and just imagine things. But God will speak to you. He'll give you an impression. You'll feel something. There'll be an Let the Holy Ghost speak to you. You've got the Holy Ghost. It's the spirit of truth. It's not going to lead you in the wrong direction. I know God doesn't show us everything, but he shows us some things and he warns us. Amen. Let's praise him. I got to move out of the way. I, I told that for a reason because it's so easy to discount something. Well, that's my imagination. You know, I'm just, you know, Brother Sanford, I'm just prone to be a worrier. And I understand all that. There's a fine line there. But, but let the Holy Ghost come on, walk in the Spirit. We're supposed to walk in the Spirit. Listen, we're, in the, we're not of this world. We're going we're gonna to pick up on things the world does not pick. We're going to sense and God's going to show us things. And we're going to feel things uh, that the unregenerated, the people that don't have the Spirit of God, they'll never be able to relate to. But you can. God can use you. Woo! Ha, ha, ha. Praise Him one more time as your pastor comes. God bless you.